Hey guys, welcome to another edition of TNF Talks. We're moving on with them. This is number six, I want to say. Six, I. Stinks of a number six. Lovely touch. Um, so obviously I'm here with my mate Noah. Same crack as always. This time I'm taking the I'm taking the voice recorder because we're trying to change it up every week. Getting the nice little sexy audio. You can just hear me rattling on through the <laughs> rattling on the other side through Zoom. Um, but I think this week we're just going to go try and go through. I mean, we've talked about the draft quite a lot, but in fairness, there's not much else to talk about really at the minute. Um, so I think we're just going to try and go through a couple of our favourite drafts who we really thought went did well and filled some of their needs and then have a little look at some of the teams that I think could have done significantly better. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a good plan. You know, uh, there's a lot of speculation of who's got good drafts and stuff at the moment, isn't it? Morgan, it's just, just this is just our opinions. We don't uh, know that this is going to be fucking true. Exactly, because I mean, the best, even the number one and number two pick, you never know. They might just be rubbish. Like sometimes it doesn't work like that. You get guys coming undrafted free agents or a class. So we'll just see what we think. Like on the surface, awesome. Yeah, Mahomes, you never know. Jordan Love might be Patrick Mahomes, but he's going to be sat behind Aaron Rodgers for four years, so it's terrible. Right? I don't know. Um, so, Amit, well, do you want to start with your favourite? Yeah, so, uh, well, at least like, one of my favourite. I haven't got them like, definite, like, yeah. as in one, but this is just one of my favourite drafts was the Cleveland Browns. I think they've just done a really good job overall this offseason and given Baker the opportunity to do well. In the first pick, they took Jedrick Wills. It was number 10, I think. Yeah. A lot of people have this guy as like the number one tackle in the draft. I know he's a right tackle and they just got Conklin free agency. But I feel like he'll be able to progress over the left tackle. Uh, I was listening to the Tom Hall podcast. Joe Thomas obviously is a very good left tackle. And yeah, yeah. He's talking about, and he says he thinks he's the best tackle in the draft. So I was just, yeah. I just think that's a, a very solid pick. And if it goes well, that's Baker with two bookend tackles. 100%. So, uh, yeah, I think the good thing about it was like obviously Cleveland went into the off season with like a massive need in that offensive line spot, pretty much all over, and they went in and got Conklin in free agency, and then went in and got like one of the big four, kind of arguably the best tackle in the draft. Yeah. So they definitely just filled that need, and Baker needs some more protection, obviously, especially it's good as well with Stefanski coming in, and um, he obviously really, really kind of heavy on the run. They've got Chubb. And when you bring in, like, an athletic tackle in like that, then it can really help that game as well. Yeah, for sure. The second round pick as well, I think, was uh, pretty good value in Grand Delta. I remember early on in the process, he was looking like he could be top 15, top 10 pick. So a game, a need, they need a safety in there, a thumper, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a free safety from a good system as well. Obviously, had some success this year in LSU. I think that's a good value. Jordan Elliott is a guy that people have said that can create some uh, push from the inside as well. So he's got some upside in the third round, not bad. And the tight end, Harrison Bryant, I really like that pick. I think either the fourth or fifth round they got him in, and uh, a couple of comps were George Kittles. So yeah. you never know. It might be worth it. I know it's that, the tight end room seems a bit stacked at the moment, but uh, I just like that pick overall, Yeah, to be honest. 100%. I think it's a good all-round draft. Cleveland, just had, yeah, definitely agree. I think they just had a really well-rounded kind of – they hit a lot of different spots. They hit some of their main needs. Grant Talbot, I loved. I loved both Xavier McKinney and Delbert, and I honestly thought they were going to go higher. I don't know why. I think I just love safeties. I love watching safeties play for some reason. I thought they were going to go higher. So I think that's an absolute steal because they need, do need some help in their secondary. Um, and yeah, that guy in the third round, get get them a bit of help. And I just think, like we've spoken about before, like I just if they can get it right with some good coaching, mate, they're just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. One like, last thing on them as well. I took a flyer on a wide receiver out of Michigan, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I remember watching the Michigan uh, Amazon series. Yeah. Uh, all or nothing and he seemed incredible he's a freshman and he like blew up the combine 
So why not take an athletic wide receiver Mate. in the seventh round? 100%. Want? And he gets to go in behind experienced players in Landry and Beckham and learn from the best, in it? So that's exactly. definitely, may as well take a flyer, 100%. Love the Browns draft. Yeah, very good draft. Spot on. And just good, just good all-around off-season, to be honest. Like, not normally something you say about Cleveland. They've just it? done the right things. Did all the flashy things last year and everyone was like, they're going to be the best team in the league. Never happens that way. This season, they've kind of looked we need to get some of them foundational players in and I feel like they've filled a couple of them holes. 100%. I think just, I feel as if um, the new general manager just seems like they've got like an actual adult in the room. Like, yeah. he kind of yeah. is making clever decisions and they brought in Stefanski yeah. who had some really good success at the Minnesota which is kind of like a well, kind of, it's a pretty sound organisation in general rather than getting these loud yeah. guys and just making stupid decisions left, right and centre. At least they hired a coach that other teams might have actually hired. Yeah, in a Jeremy. Freddie Kitchens, because he had seven good games with Vega Mayfield. <laughs> I understand the premise, just a bad, bad, bad move. It's looking looking onwards and upwards, and a lot of people are saying this is like Vega's last chance, but I don't believe that. Nah, nah. Number one pick, he's going to get plenty more chances, but it obviously is a high-pressure situation. The team's stacked. It's going to be the year to do it, but he's going to have plenty of time. But me thinks it's like high-pressure and not high-pressure, though, because obviously he's got all the weapons now. But then again, there's such low spot after last year. Do you know what I mean? Like last year was so poor. It's such a tough division as well with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And even you never know, the Cincinnati uh, Bengals might get a couple more wins. Yeah, the Bengals might do better. And like, that's what I was going to say. That's kind of a good way to move on because I was going to say my one of my favourite drafts was the Ravens, which is obviously yeah. bad news for Cleveland. Like, I just love the Patrick, Patrick Queen picking the first round. Like, they needed a little bit of additional strength in that linebacker call. Bit of strength, bit of speed. He's got outrageous lateral speed. Like, yeah. watching his highlights is just a joke. Like, he's just so quick. Um, and then they go and get J.K. Dobbins in the second round, which I just think Very good running back, people don't really like the idea of getting running backs high, but the fact of the matter is, is like their identity is the running game. Right. And that just That's makes it so much stronger, 100%. And they were like sneaky, like not very well. They're quite deep, but like not very. They were quite old at that position as yeah. well. Like just to add a new, fresh face. That guy could be like their running back for the next ten years now. A hundred percent. If he's any good, like, and yeah. just exactly like they just beefed up that backfield, giving a little bit of depth, bit of youth, and um, that really helps their identity in the running game. And then Patrick Queen was like that linebacker group was kind of there. It wouldn't even be a weakness, but like that's kind of somewhere yeah. that they were a little bit a little bit short on the defensive side of the ball. And now I look at that and like getting Calais Campbell, man, in the off-season. Like looking at that team now, like they are really going for Kansas City. That, I really, really, that game, really... That game in the schedule as well, we might have a little talk about that later. Week three, I think it's Monday Night Football, Baltimore, Kansas. That's going to be a stay up over here. Like 100%. 100%. We'll have to do, we'll probably do a podcast on the schedule. Yeah. But like just the the Ravens now, like they just look ready. Like if if Lamar can keep up that sort of even if he's not as good as he was last year, but if he's just kind of anywhere near as good and they can keep that running yeah. game going, that team just looks serious. You've got to think um they've got to have a little bit of a come down, you know, an MVP is never gonna be quite as good as he yeah, was the last season. Exactly. But I still think that team's gonna be very good. hundred percent. And they very got by t- by getting a better running back, well, not even a better running back, just a new running back, adding a bit of depth and helping their defense in the linebacker and just in the front seven all around, that takes pressure off Lamar to do everything as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can even say, you know, the playoff game that lost against the Titans, if Mark Ingram's healthy that game, yeah. you never know, they might have a whole different um, playoffs. So getting in J.K. Dobbins, I don't mind that at all, you know. Love they filled it, the need in the first round pick and they got talent on that as well. 
and then they're just they're just added to the strength, which is what good teams tend to do. Exactly. Exactly. Love the Ravens. So who you got next? So my like sort of next favourite draft class is I was like torn between about three teams I wanted to pick. Uh, the Jets, Bengals or Cardinals. I ended up going with the Cardinals just because the Isaiah Simmons pick to me just seems like such good value. He could be like a game changer on defence, like one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah. And I'm kind of good at the Panthers didn't take him, but anyway, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a versatile guy. that just, If they can get, like, get put their hands around him and just say, look, mate, you're going to be doing loads of different things. That's his strength and versatility, like the sort of, um, what's the word? The knife. Uh, Swiss Army knife. Off. And then to basically get DeAndre Hopkins in the second round is just a bit ridiculous. That's a joke. Just another weapon for the young quarterback to just to take off. I just I love that. They've absolutely fleeced fleeced the Texans Texans by getting rid of that awful David Johnson contract. In it. And pick DeAndre Hopkins. What? Anyway, that's just class. And then Josh Jones as well. They needed a new tackle and he had a lot of first round buzz and there didn't seem to be anything wrong with him why he fell. Yeah. PFF had had him highly ranked. I'm pretty sure he was like the fifth best tackle on the board. So like that's just a great a great value selection. And I'm not I'm I don't know much about the rest of the picks to be honest with you. They're just but then the main first day one and day two picks to me seem just like the They've won games with them picks. I feel like the win games with them. Yeah, 100%. Players. I think the Cardinals, I think the thing with Simmons is I absolutely love Simmons as a prospect. I just think he's so fun to watch. Um, yeah. It's just like how the defense, how the defensive coordinator can like fit him in. That's like you say, like if, if they can really harness his talent and his versatility and put him in um, like basically positions that are like conducive for success, then he'll be unbelievable. It's just about how you use him. Exactly. Like it's just. Get the talent out of them. Exactly, like exactly what you said. It's just putting him in, putting him in the spot to be successful and do what he does best, which is everything essentially. So yeah. he can definitely right. unreal. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. I'm actually so that division is unbelievable. Mate, those games are going to be unbelievable. You're going to have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins going against yeah. like you know Jimmy Garoppolo, Kittle, and that San Francisco front seven. Yeah. And then you're going to have them going up against Russell Wilson and all of that yeah. Seattle, that Seattle team. Then don't count out Sean McVay, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't count out him. Exactly. Goff, Goff's prime for his comeback year. Sean McVay is obviously one of those, even though he had, a, it wasn't even really a down year. He's still one of the best coaches. Yeah. He's still one of the best coaches in the year. Exactly. So that division is so fun, mate. So fun. I'm actually buzzing. Um, but yeah, sorry, just a little rant over. Uh, <laughs> the Josh Jones thing, love it as well. Yeah, because I thought they, if, say if Simmons, say if the Panthers had taken Simmons, I think yeah. the, the, uh, they definitely would have taken a tackle at that spot and yeah, they managed to get a decent one at a good value at third round. So, Especially to get like Simmons as well as Josh Jones. I feel like if you told the Cardinals before the draft they could pull that off, they'd be like snapping your hand off for that. So that's just, I just exactly. think that's a great overall. And then if you told Kingsbury that he was going to be, you know, front page news about, you know, <laughs> how to live like a proper bachelor. <laughs> that sexy oh, house, man. They oh. are just winners. Yeah, mate. The Cardinals are live, living life, man. They are living yeah, life. They won, for sure. Anything yeah, else to say about the Cards? No, I think that's all just an overall good off-season, really. Yeah, for me. definitely. Um, Solid. So next up, really next up, I've got the Chargers. Um, I've, I've heard quite a lot of people be down on this draft. And like, I get it. Like, there's obviously a lot of speculation around Justin Herbert, right? But say, yeah. like, there was firstly, I know it was probably a lot of smoke to begin with. But say, if like 
there was a lot of talk about Herbert going to the Dolphins, people loving Herbert, loving his attitude. Yeah. He's obviously got all the tools, super athletic, got an outrageous arm. And yeah. uh, like at college, he didn't have a very good receiving core, like at all, realistically. Mm-hmm. He didn't have yeah. much talent around him. So if, if Herbert can actually turn out and be a good prospect, right? Yeah. They're going into a new stadium and they've got Justin Herbert with, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler in the backfield. Um, yeah. And then Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry exactly. Like they yeah. just look, that's, Great. All right. If he can if he can play really well, that's amazing. And then yeah. trading up to get Kenneth Murray again, I think it's been criticized. I've heard it's been criticized, but I just think it's class. Like they got yeah, like they got run on so much last year. So then yeah. in this offseason they go get Kenneth Murray, a guy who's everyone said is unreal in the locker room, got an amazing attitude. And then again, like sim- he's quite similar to Patrick Queen, like he's got just really, really yeah. good lateral speed, which is oh, yeah, obviously helpful like for stopping the run. Linebackers, isn't he? Exactly. And like you put him... Um, and then you get somebody like Linval who help, hopefully help run stuff. And then you've got Bosa and you've got Melvin Ingram and you've got this whole, you've got Derwin James. Like, I just look at that team and I just think, unreal. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, um, it just, it's all about whether Herbert can play. Do you know what I mean? Um, get, um, you understand the pick, you know, they've got Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. Yeah. That's never been exactly. a full winning team if you've got Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. So I fully understand picking him. And getting stuff, and yeah, I've seen quite a lot of stuff about the Chargers being a bad team this year, and I just can't see that happening. Isn't Too it? much talent either side of the ball, and yeah, I like the Kenneth Murray pick. You know, they obviously like that guy, and if they think that he's that much worth going up for and getting over a player that they're going to get in the second round, like fair dues. Like yeah. I don't, I don't see a mass like Patriots took Cal Duggar with that pick. Like I feel like I'd be much more <laughs> yeah. intent with uh, the Chargers getting Kenneth Murray and giving up a couple more picks, isn't it? Like. So, yeah. I just, I just thought it was really, like, it was quite, it was sneaky aggressive. Like they went and got their guy quarterback, and then they traded up yeah. to get Kenneth Murray just to help them in that side of the ball. Like, yeah, and it. I think Justin Herbert, even though he had obviously this a lot of questions about his accuracy and stuff, I do think it, even if he could be like, and and I know this sounds stupid, but like even if he could be like Josh Allen gets absolutely rinsed, right? But if yeah. he could have level play of somebody like a Josh Allen, because he's got the talent around him, there's no reason the Chargers couldn't have a decent little playoff run. No, for sure. Yeah, no. Um, he's athletic. He's got a big arm. I can see a lot of comparisons to him. I just think uh, it just depends. Can the kid play? Yeah. That's what this draft is going to be based on. Yeah. Is is the two Justin Herbert comparisons? Do you know what I mean? Seeing yeah, the difference yeah. in the play, but overall, yeah. uh, you, there's a plan there. As yeah. Well. You, see the, you see the plan. You know, getting a fast guy in the middle of the middle of defense to pair with Derrick James is just semi scary. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> Is void of holes. I can't think of a hole right now. In it, linebacking call looking a lot better with Kenneth Murray, the two edge guys and Bosa and Ingram. Ingram losing the name, but um, and the cornerbacks they just got Chris Harris. Yeah, Harris to pair with Desmond King and Casey Hayward, the two safeties. The pick, the pick that Adderley after doing James. That te- that defense just seems like it could carry the team, and the offense is not half bad either exactly I mean so, I think that's it like I'm I'm going into this podcast like if Justin Herbert plays well I'll love it I'll, which is yeah. kind of the same for everything but like I'm, I don't know yeah. why I'm just kind of optimistic about him for some reason and then like you say mate they're just class like and mate most importantly they've got sexy new uniforms exactly very <laughs> sexy that always helps that always helps they're going to run so much faster they're going to run so much faster oh my goodness um have you got any more? Do you want to go through another couple of favourites? Yeah, we could just like do a little bit of like um, just talk about it in general. Yeah. Um, I like I like what the Jets did. You know? Mate, yeah, definitely. 
Great. Draft night, I was like, do they take the wide out first pick or does Joe Douglas get his way and get a big hog mauler left tackle? Big and ugly. They got the biggest hog mauler left tackle <laughs> that fucking exists. <laughs> Literally. In Mackay Beckham. So Sam Donald must be buzzing. Yeah. Because got that. And then they get Denzel Mims, which is a guy who was getting massive back of the first round consideration. Yeah. And they took him pretty much back of the second. Yeah. So I just think that value is just very good. I I'm, feel like he could be a very good player. Like I'm so happy that they went for the offensive lineman instead of the wide receiver. Do you know what I mean? I know it's just because it's obviously the sexy thing to do and it is a go get like a CD lamb there. But instead, the hopefully, if Mackay Becton can be as good as people think he can be, then that's yeah. somebody that can help protect Arnold for the for like going forward. And then, like you say, getting Denzel Mims, such good value, such good value. Yeah. And I got a dude out of uh, Carl called Ashton Davis. Oh my goodness! It just seems like absolute fucking athletic freak. That's just such run, a nice like, touch. All over the pitch, and like I know they've got they've got quite a good safety tandem. Already in Marcus May and Jamal Adams, but yeah. I think that's just a good value pick in the third. Like people are saying, if they if they could have got the pro days in and stuff at Carl, yeah, he could have been like early second, late first. Yeah, if he did some good workouts. So you never know with that sort of like talent. Yeah, I like that pick well. Again, just like a really good like the the filled a lot of different spaces. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just a well like kind of like Cleveland, not as good as Cleveland necessarily, but like they just filled a lot of different spots where like. Not necessarily like an organisation like the Jets might have botched in the past. It didn't seem like they did that this year. Exactly. And they went for like actually it, solid players. It stunk of a Jets pick if they pick like Ruggs. Oh my goodness. Oh, if they'd got Henry Ruggs, man. I would have hated that. Hated it. That's yeah. all right. Another one. Anyway, they took the big hog mauler. Big That's hog mauler. Grafter. I've got, I've got some things here on the 49ers. I think yeah. they had a really good... Like, the 49ers are just mint, realistically. Like, they lose Buckner... And then they go and get a cheaper, younger, super explosive player in Kinlaw that helps them yeah. keep in mind. Because I remember, was it the first? I think it might have been one of the first podcasts we talked about. Like I said, getting rid of Buckner might have been not a good thing because it like yeah, takes away from the identity of the pass rush. Fixed. Do you know what I mean? Front, ah. front seven, straight in there. Hopefully, if he's any, like, again, it's all, it's all like speculation, but if he's good and he's like as good as people speculate he is, unreal pick. And then they just go and get like this really quick Brandon Ayuk, and it's like yeah. if you've got speed that. and you can yeah. catch a ball, you're going to be successful in Shanahan's bloody yeah, offensive sure, scheme. Yeah. As we said, like many times, he's going to get schemed the fuck open. So yeah, love it, love it. Any, any other picks on the 49ers? Uh, no, or, not really. Because to be fair, didn't have didn't have another pick until like the fifth or the sixth. It was just I love those first two. Like just again, they just look just as good as they did last year, if not a little yeah. bit better. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um. I've got some like the Vikings. I don't want to talk about them too much. Obviously, it's just a nice touch to get the get the boys in no, there. Yeah, I had the Vikings write, written down though. I really yeah. like that draft. Just like they had three major needs. They had wide receiver, cornerback, offensive line, and literally yeah. in that order, they get wide receiver, cornerback, and offensive line in the first in like the first two rounds. And like, yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody would argue that Justin Jefferson looks like a really good prospect. Jeff Gladney is a little bit more of an unknown, but I was watching I was watching um, Pete Bursich of on the Vikings the other day. And he was yeah. analysing Jeff Gladney. And it's just like, the thing about him is he's really athletic and he's really clever. And he plays really good yeah. in a cover two scheme, which which is what Zimmer does a lot of the time in zone. Um, yeah, he just like a Zimmer corner. Just he? seems like a Zimmer corner. And then they go and get like Ezra Cleveland, who people again, yeah. I think quite a lot of these offensive linemen were drafted, like mocked higher. Um, yeah. And went went a little bit down for whatever reason. But Ezra, Ezra Cleveland just looks somebody who's really athletic and good for that zone blocking scheme as well. Yeah, yeah, you can never have too many tackles as well. So yeah, especially in Minnesota. Good, 
Yeah, I just like I like the, the sort of like the amount of picks. Like you're gonna get a couple of the sorters. You'd hope so, isn't it? <laughs> like yeah, you will. There must be so, some like, some stuff that sticks there. Yeah, you just got to chuck the shit at the wall. Something will stick. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and I don't mind that strategy, especially in this like time when you can't really sign undrafted. Well, you can sign undrafted free agents, but it's less controlled. Yeah, it's hard to do because of obviously the pandemic going on. Well, yeah, but um, but yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought that was a very solid draft again. Just hit on what they needed to get. Exactly, um, Justin Jefferson. Fallout Man is lovely. Justin Jefferson, man, that's so exciting. The most productive receiver in <laughs> LSU history. And he's coming to the Vikings. To go next oh, to Adam Thielen, just and Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook. Oh. And Ola Booty Johnson. Can't forget oh, about him. Mate, BC, hey, can't forget BC, man. He's a grafter. He's a grafter. <laughs> um so you want to join a talk? I think would you want to move to least favourite? Talk about a few of the yeah, least favourite drafts. I think yeah. obviously there's one consensus one which we're not the first people to talk about, but Green Bay Packers, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's just um, like this draft just seems like it's been done by like a rebuilding team or something. In it, like not yeah. a team that's just got the NFC Championship got absolutely fucking butt fucked by the way as well by the 49ers. <laughs> but, like they're just like what are they doing? Like I understand the co- I understand John Love, but I don't as well. But that's the most understandable one to me. But AJ Dillon is like a power back. With loads of carries. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, tra- like the so the trade up and go get a rookie quarterback, right? Who, firstly, obviously he's super talented, but there's yeah. obviously massive question marks around his decision making. He threw like 17 interceptions last year. 17. Yeah, yeah. That's a like, I just that's mad in in first sense. And then even if like he's gonna go back up Aaron Rodgers. Like say for a max, say for a minimum of three or four years. Yeah. It's not like Rogers. Rogers has still got a good three or four years at least of elite quarterback play. Oh, at least. So then, even if I just, I can't honestly, mate. It makes us annoyed when I think about it because he's going to be sitting there behind Aaron Rodgers most likely because he's not going to be better than A. Rod, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. No. We agree on that. And he's going to be sat there and like by the time, say if it's four years and Aaron Rodgers is done, right? Say he plays out his contract and he's like, nah, I'm finished for somehow, which I don't, I don't think is going to happen. But then that's his rookie contract. That's the whole value of his rookie contract gone. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, that's not like, it might have been the league 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. That's what you do. But the league now where rookies contracts get um, are smaller than what they used to be. It's just like, that's the whole point of getting a rookie quarterback is to be able to like, to be able to build. Like, it's, it's, it's like a window now to win a Super Bowl. Like you see with Mahomes, you see now with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's just like, I don't get, yeah, I just don't get that pick to be honest. With Aaron Rodgers just signing a massive new contract, I know, and not even to mention, like, not to mention the fact that it's going to cause conflict potentially between those two, and cause conflict between Aaron Rodgers and the head coach and the general manager, and it's like it just seems like unnecessary smoke. Yeah, when there's wide receivers on the board like T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, KJ Hamler, and like Denzel, and like them. Not getting a receiver in the first round, even I can kind of understand if you're going to go yeah. get one in the second because of the depth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go in the second and they get a running back. Then they've got Aaron Jones. And then the third, they take a tight end who's sort of like a fullback, weird, half, weird hybrid dude who's like meant to be the Kyle Juszczyk of Green Bay. Like, I, like them first three picks, who is going to start? I know. That's the problem. Who's like, going to start like meaningful snaps for them? Like I would bet none of them. None of them. Literally none, none of them. 
Unless uh, unless some they even got Aaron Jones, who was one of the best backs in the league last year. He's one of the best running backs in the league, and they have like they've outside of Devontae Adams, they've got what Marquez Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard. <laughs> like, I mean, like, how are man? Like, oh. oh my goodness! And the thing is, like, if he, I get like if Matt Lafleur, right? If he wants to, if he wants to fall in Shanahan's footsteps, right, and he wants to like build this running game, this unbelievable running game, right? They've already got a good offensive line, so you don't really need to worry about that too much. They've got a good running back. Mm-hmm. So, like, why wouldn't you help? Like, surely there's got to be other things you could do to help that. And the thing is, I feel like if Kyle Shanahan didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo and he had Aaron Rodgers, he'd probably fucking build his offense around Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and not, not a Boston College running back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't get it. But anyway, that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, it, well, that's both. We, I think we're both pretty feel pretty similar on that one. Like, but it but seems I, I kind was of quite excited to see where Jordan Love landed. I know. Like, see, we get a couple of games, and now we're not going to see him for the next half a decade. So thanks for that, Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? unless we're going to do a frozen, and you're just going to peter out, and we'll never hear about him again. Part me wants Aaron Rodgers to leave and go somewhere else. I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers somewhere else. Imagine if, you, imagine if you went to the Patriots, man. That would be so sad. <laughs> Or if you like went to the books and it was like this just recurring cycle of them just getting better in quarterbacks. <laughs> that would be classic, wouldn't it? Yeah. You get Brady, then you get Rogers. Who would be next, do you reckon? Who would be next? Like Russell Wilson or something. Oh, Russell, of course, man. <laughs> Perfect timeline as well. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my goodness. Um I had I've got some things on the Oakland Raiders that I was just a bit like I haven't even got anything outside the first round, to be honest. <laughs> I just didn't like I get like obviously Hen- I love the attraction of Henry Ruggs. Like obviously yeah. we've spoken about it. If you can do if Gruden can scheme scheme him in where he has sort of a Tyree Kill rule, then it's kind of invaluable. Yeah. But no, sure. you, if you take him, you get the first out of everybody that's wants to receive. You get the choice. You get CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. And instead of picking one of the guys that have been outrageously productive, yeah. like super talented, had good combines, you go for the guy who has got the home run speed. But has had, like you've said before, he wasn't never a lead wide receiver. And now you're going to go yeah. and make him the number one receiver in the team. Yeah, it's just um, if if Jerry Judy and CD Lamb aren't in this draft, as obviously as the pick to make. But yeah. like them, I just feel like them two are going to be better receivers. Not obviously never going to be as quick as him, and they might not be able to do the same things as he does. But I just feel like I felt like CD Lamb was the best receiver in the draft, mm-hmm. and I just. I feel like one day they might think, fuck, we wish we sort of had C.D. Lamb instead of Henry Ruggs. And Henry Ruggs might still be a very good wide receiver in the NFL, yeah. but C.D. Lamb might just be the best. Yeah, in it. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I would disagree with that pick. That's what it is. It's I not like... If you just look at the pick without any other sort of other like factors, like that, he's a good player. I think he's going to be a good player. I think yeah. he'll be a good receiver, and I think he'll be productive. But is he the most you're going to get from that pick? Is that the most efficient pick? Is he the best out of the three receivers that was there? No. No, yeah. No. No. Really silly. And then... He might prove it wrong. He very potentially could prove it wrong. But then they go and get... (laughs) They go and get Damon Arnett, like, a few picks later. And, like, they do need... They need help in the secondary. But you could have got Damon Arnett in the second, potentially third round. See, right... Uh, I think we've had this conversation before. I understand that you've got to play the draft to get, like, you've got to get value. So you might be right, they could have got him in the second or the third. But I think if he likes that cornerback, and after them two first corner- cornerbacks, 
that is third. That might even be their second guy. Then yeah. I understand Tate because the Raiders didn't have a second round pick. Yeah. It only takes one of a team that like this guy as much as they do to take him ahead of him and then they don't end up getting their guy. Yeah. He might just be like, I I don't know much about college cornerback play. <laughs> yeah, realistically, no, obviously. I don't feel like I can really kill them on that pick. If they liked him, they liked him. But yeah, it's I just like when you look at you probably get more value from him. You could probably trade it down in the second, early second round and pick him then. Yeah. Accumulate more picks. I understand that take on it. See, that's but what I'm thinking. I also just understand getting that guy. Yeah, like I'm just looking at it from a pure value standpoint, and I just think yeah. they could have easily traded down, accumulated a few more picks, even if it was fourths, fifths or fourths. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, you're, um, right. you're probably right. It just depends. There might not have been the, the guys there to willing to trade up. Yeah, it is just context in it. Um, yeah. Bye. Have you got yeah. any other ones that you hated? Um, I feel like we've bashed this team a lot on this on the podcast, but I just hate the Texans. We're not going to have to talk for them very long. <laughs> yeah, I hate them. The only thing I liked was Ross Blacklock. They didn't. The, the, yeah, uh, they mm, hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just leave it there, mate. Oh, I think that's all we need to say. Kind of, the Texans got significantly worse this offseason, not, not better. Yeah, basically, that's all we need to say. That Bill O'Brien needs to just fucking hire a GM. And yeah. that's all we need to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, very, it's very entertaining to see what happens. And I kind of want Matt Rule to give him a call, see yeah. if like Deshaun Watson's available, maybe. Hey, Whatever. nice touch, yeah. That would be a nice yeah. touch. Imagine. I'd be, oh, mate, that'd be <laughs> that would be unreal for you. I would say that's impossible, but you never know until Bill O'Brien, you know, gets yeah, hey, what's him get uh, what's him get Aaron Rodgers? Imagine. Yeah. Oh, that'd be <laughs> That would be class. <laughs> I'd actually love that because you'd go to the car you'd go to you to Carolina and you'd be leaving the you'd be leaving Minnesota's division, so it'd be win win for everyone. That'd be a crease. Um yeah. I didn't like I think we again didn't like Detroit. Like I like I just like they get rid of Darius Slay, pick up, yeah, they get a really good corner. It might be better, younger, cheaper, 100%. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that view of it. The need, the need pass rush help, the need help in linebacker, the need help in offensive line. Yeah. They could probably do with some help, um, even in wide receiver. And carry on Johnson had a good year last year, and then they get a running back. Uh, you see, I just I lo- I love DeAndre Swift. He just looks such a, like a fun player. So I I, yeah. I, I don't feel good bashing him. I'm, yeah, fair. I, just, I understand there's probably a lot of value, especially early in that second. There was a lot of players that could have been considered first round <laughs> So I fully get that, to be honest. But um, I just I'll, Jeff Akuda was just sort of the no brainer. Oh, no-brainer. Jeff Akuda. I'm not going to slay Jeff Akuda. But like we've had this conversation before, like yeah, like they're just that's just you just get rid yeah, of one guy. Like Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, but yeah, in it that's it. He could be unbelievable, and he probably will be a really good player. But so is Darius Slay, and he's cheaper, and I get that. But like the cornerback position, it's not like they've got they've not revolutionised their position. And then running back, I don't know what it is. I just feel as like if I'm talking about value a lot today, like. Yeah. And then you go and you get running back who, again, he might, he's probably a really good player and he's really good in his position. But is that going to help them beat Minnesota and beat Chicago and beat Green Bay? No, you're probably, you're probably right. It's just, um, I, 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 I don't hate the draft. I don't hate that draft. I don't love it. I think I just I hate their off-season in general. Which, I'm not going to lie, like, we, Minnesota, you've got Chicago, Detroit, and Green Bay, and I think they've all had horrific off-seasons. That's, that's why I absolutely love it, but, I mean, I still think Green Bay will win the division, unfortunately, that's the annoying thing. 
Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed and he's going to throw like 50 touchdowns yeah. to random Alan Lizard and Marquez Valdez. <laughs> Alan Lizard, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm a bit mad on that draft. It's going to just be one of them ones. Obviously. Yeah, no. Have you got any more? Um, I didn't particularly like the Patriots just because I feel like that wide receiver group is just... Bad. It's bad. Like, very bad. That's an Edelman like, injury away from being the worst offense in the NFL. Yeah, mate, mate, for sure. Jared, like, you like this kid, Jared, 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 Jared Stitton. Yeah. Just get him a weapon, man. Just get him, like, a third round, fourth round wide <laughs> receiver. There was some value in them picks, like, that were hard. And they decided to pick, like, seven linebackers, 14 guards, and a couple of tight ends. That's pretty much what I've seen from their draft. It's, Which will probably all be starters by the end of the season and probably you'll be above average. And probably all will go to the Super Bowl. But. Yeah. But I just feel like they just needed some juice on that, uh, the wide receiver. He's probably just scared from taking wide receivers after he took Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Yeah, so. but the thing about Nikhil Harry, right? He was injured. And to be fair, he played, like, he came, like, against the Cowboys, played a really good game. I think I wouldn't, like, rule Nikhil Harry out in, entirely, to be fair. Yeah. And even, mate, and to be fair, when you look, when, if you go back a year and look at that wide receiver draft, even then, you, I just think Patriots aren't very good at drafting sometimes. No, yeah, no. Um, Colin Coward was saying that he just doesn't think Bill Belichick's that mint of a drafter. He obviously have some decent drafts, but yeah. he's never he's been an elite. That's not been his massive strength. It's like if you were in Patriots position. I know, like if you were in Patriots position like, last year. The early picks that they've had, you can't, you can't argue that they've, they've blown them out of the park. Most of their players come from like the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, isn't it? And they get very good, tremendous value out of them picks. But then again, they leave the Patriots and they turn shite. So it might just be Bill Belichick. It's just, it's just Bill, man. He's an absolute legend. Yeah. He literally is unbelievable. He's a legend. Like. I hate it, but I love it. Um, sound? Have you got any, like, is there any, like, news or anything that we could talk about? I was trying to think. I was trying to look for some, but um, obviously the schedule's just been released and there's, that's quite interesting. I was just going through it the other day. Yeah. And I think it's worth us doing maybe a podcast on it because... Yeah, 100%. We'll just go through some of the big matchups, some of our favourite ones and stuff. For sure. I and think um, this podcast is just definitely us wrapping up the draft, pretty much. Wrapping up the it's draft. wrapping up the draft oh, in the off-season, yeah. primarily, and just going into the new season. Yeah. Going into the new season, ready for some fucking American football. And yeah, we might um, next couple of ones do a schedule and maybe like a new power rankings after the draft. I think that'll be quite interesting. Too. Yeah, definitely. And you were talking yeah. about eventually, I think de- definitely something you were talking about before is doing yeah. like, we'll go back a couple of seasons, have a look at some previous drafts and just see where we'll change them now. See how yeah, people match sure. up. I think that's just a really interesting task, task to do. Yeah, 100%. See how people draft. 100%, mate. Yeah. Interesting ones of 2017, obviously with Mitch Trubisky going over Parrot Mahomes. And Mitchell, absolutely legend. But yeah, no, I'm looking looking at some news as now, really, mate. It's just a schedule. Boring, man. So, yeah. Sweet one. Absolutely. Well, there you go. TNF Talks, number six in the books. Good talking to you, lad. Bye. I'll speak to you soon and see you later.